When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three, two, one. Hello and good morning. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Podcast. I am Matt and it's time for the Week 7 Preview and we will start by looking back at Thursday Night Football. There are six teams on a bye this week, so every game matters. Thursday night featured the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New Orleans Saints. It was a little bit of a slow start, but uh, it came together at the end. The Jaguars ending up getting the 31-24 to victory. Big touchdown from Trevor Lawrence to Christian Kirk in the fourth quarter that got the victory uh, for the Jaguars. Big kind of uh, goal line series for the Saints as they were trying to make their way back. They weren't able to get the touchdown on four consecutive plays, one of which uh, a near touchdown pass to Foster Moreau, the tight end on third down that didn't quite work. And then a couple of uh, vaults to the corner that moves the Jaguars to five and two. They are opening up kind of a commanding lead there in the AFC South. Meanwhile, the Saints dropped to three and four. They're still in the race in the NFC South, Big game this week uh, for the top of the NFC South is the Falcons at the Buccaneers. Be curious to see how that turns out. Speaking of big games, it is time. We only have 12 games left this week, one of which is on Monday night. So only 11 Sunday games, 10 during the day, one at night. A little bit of a shallower pool this week. Let's dive in and look at my games of the week. First up, we will take the early morning group, and uh, the one that stands out to me is the 5-1 Detroit Lions at the 4-2 Baltimore Ravens. Both these teams are division leaders. Both of them are trying to build on that division lead. The Lions have a quite a bit of cushion. Next closest to them is the 2-3 and three Green Bay Packers. Uh, they've done very well, but this is a good stout test for a Lions team that has aspirations beyond the regular season. Meanwhile, the Ravens, 4-2, and two, a little bit tighter there in the AFC North. The Browns are kind of on their heels. The Ravens have beaten the Browns earlier this season. They still have the Steelers kind of lingering back there. Bengals always lingering back there. The Ravens have been good, but they've been a little uneven. They've lost a couple of weird games. They lost one to the Colts earlier in the season. They lost that game to the Steelers. So they are going to be looking to get a win at home against a good team. Uh, This is one of the marquee matchups of the week. 
switching to the later window games, the one that I'm highlighting is the Chargers 2-3 and three at the 5-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs lost on opening night to the Lions, but since then they've rolled off five straight. They're opening up quite a lead in the AFC West. The Chargers, meanwhile, 2-2 two and two heading into their bye, came out of their bye, lost a tough Monday night football game to the Dallas Cowboys. This is very crucial for the Chargers if they want to kind of stay in the race. The Raiders at 3-3 three and three are sitting a little bit above them and are at Chicago this morning, probably a game they can win even without Jimmy G. If the Chargers were to lose this one, they dropped to two and four. They'll be two and a half games back of the Raiders for even second place in the division, and they'll be sliding further out of the playoff race. Meanwhile, the Chiefs, if they get a win, six and one, they're looking like the best in the AFC once again. Sunday Night Football probably has the game of the week, the 5-1 and one Miami Dolphins at the 5-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles. I really like what both these teams are doing. The Dolphins have an incredible offense, something we'll talk about a little bit later when I get to my sit starts. The Eagles were 5-0, and oh, had a little bit of a stumble last week against the Jets. They're home this week. I expect a better game from Jalen Hurts. I think this is going to be a really fun battle. Both these teams have high-octane offenses and some opportunistic defenses. Finally, the Monday night football game this week, San Francisco 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings. 49ers, we know Debo Samuel won't play. It's on the fence whether we'll get Christian McCaffrey or not. If you have McCaffrey in fantasy, you need to make a backup plan. If you don't have Elijah Mitchell or James Mason to handcuff him, make sure you have another option if you want to roll the dice because we truly are not going to find out until uh, probably tomorrow night. I'm in that same boat. I have just given myself a backup option because the opportunity and upside of McCaffrey if he plays is just too rich to avoid. The Vikings, meanwhile, they got a win in Chicago last week, still only two and four. If they hope to climb back in the race, they were a 13 and four team last year. They've already equaled last year's losses. If they hope to climb back in the race, especially without uh, Justin Jefferson, they're going to need to get a win here. I don't hold out a lot of hope, but you know what? Stranger things have happened. So that's a look at my games of the week. Let's move on to some sit-start recommendations for week. All right, diving right in last week. Uh, wasn't a terrible week for me in week six. I went two and two uh, in my start recommendations. CJ Stroud, Brees Hall, great picks. Puka Nakua got the targets, just didn't get uh, the production. Logan Thomas had an off week. I was four and oh in my uh, sits. So not a bad way to go there. Let's move on to week seven and see how I do. My start this week at quarterback is Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, you know, there are six teams on a bye. Every quarterback counts, especially in Superflex. But you might be tempted to downgrade Tua as they're facing the Eagles. I'm not. He's QB3 on the season, averaging 21 points per game with Tyree Kill in his arsenal. I think he'll be just fine. I'm firing him up. I don't feel the same way about Gardner Minshew. He is the man for the Colts now that Anthony Richardson is out for the season. He has having shoulder surgery. He will not return. We've seen Minshew do some good things in the past, but he struggled in week six. He only put up 12.6 points, and most of that came in garbage time. Now, this week he gets a stout Browns defense that stifled the San Francisco 49ers offense last week. I am staying away. I would assume that you might want to stay away, too. Uh, going to running backs, my second straight Dolphins selection, I am going Raheem Mostert as a start. We don't know if Christian McCaffrey is going to play. You know what would be the next highest scoring running back this season? 
that would be Mostert. Heading into week seven, he is RB2 on the season, averaging more than 23 points a game. The Eagles are a good team, but we've seen some running backs do decently well against them. Just last week, Brees Hall finished as RB4. Uh, Mostert is a threat to score on the ground, but also in the air, and that is how Hall ended up making up some of his points. He didn't have as spectacular a rushing day, but he had a lot of receptions. We've seen Mostert active in that area as well. I'm firing him up. My sit is Rashad White of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's RB24 on the season, but that's largely thanks to a 21-point output in Week 2 and a spat of injuries that we've seen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details position week to week he just hasn't been a reliable start five games played this season he has three games with less than 10 points even in a compressed week i'm not impressed enough to feel confident that he's rb2 or better so i am staying away Wide receivers, my start this week is Zay Flowers. I mentioned how important this game is for the Baltimore Ravens. Flowers has quietly been on a roll. He's wide receiver 22 on the season and only has one game with less than 10 points. He's developed into a tight top target at wide receiver for the Ravens, and he only appears to be getting stronger in a tough game against a good Lions team. The Ravens will need to throw when they do. Aside from tight end Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers is the one you want. I am firing him up. My sit is Gabe Davis of the Buffalo Bills. The Bills offense has been in a little bit of a funk. You know, maybe they will improve that heading to New England. But Davis is the ultimate boom-bust option. He is wide receiver 23 on the season, but that comes with really high highs and really low lows. He has two games of 20 or more points and two games with five or fewer points. I'm just not trusting him as a consistent wide receiver, too. I don't know if the Bills will have to put up a ton of points to be able to beat a Patriots team that just hasn't been able to find their offensive groove. I trust Stephon Diggs, but it's too hard to trust Gabe Davis as a solid wide receiver, too. Moving on to tight end, Kyle Pitts didn't start the season well, but man, has he come on late. Jonu Smith is still getting a ton of targets in production, but Pitts, Pitts is getting his two. He's tied in 12 on the season now. He's had 14 or more points each of the last two weeks. Desmond Ritter kind of getting into that passing groove with both Pitts and Drake London. That's really important. It is a crucial game for the Falcons against the Buccaneers, and I think Desmond Ritter will find his big tight end. I'm firing up Kyle Pitts. On the flip side, I'm sitting Zach Ertz to the Arizona Cardinals. He started really hot, getting a lot of targets and receptions, even though he wasn't getting a ton of yardage. That was enough to keep him start-worthy in PPR, but now he's tied in 15 on the season. He only has two games with 10 or more points. He's averaging less than eight points per game. 
Japan. In recent weeks, we've seen Trey McBride, the second-year man, get an uptick in usage. Ertz is kind of a middling tight end, too, now. Uh, so you know what? That is not uh, enough of an incentive for me to keep him in my lineup. So that will uh, do it for the sit starts this week. Uh, before I turn over to the movie corner, I need to slide over and give you my picks against the spread. Last week was not a spectacular week. Uh, I ended up six and nine uh, for the week. A little bit of a, a rougher slide again. But I've started off this week much better. I picked the Jaguars plus three and a half. And so now I'm sitting at 49 and 45 on the season going into the rest. So here is how I see it. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Chicago Bears. I'm taking the Raiders minus three and a half. We get Tyson Bagnett uh, for the Bears. They're also missing almost all their running backs. Deontay Foreman, just about the only healthy guy. The Raiders, you know, we're probably going to see Brian Hoyer. Maybe we see Aiden O'Connell. Either way, I think the Raiders can get the victory. Cleveland Browns heading in to battle the Indianapolis Colts. The Browns I'm taking at minus two and a half. We are not a lot to see Deshaun Watson, but I think with that defense and the offense they have, they can get the win on the road. Next up, we have the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. I'm taking the Bills minus eight and a half. A lot of road teams I like this week. I don't know if that's a good or a bad sign for me, but I think the Bills are the superior team and they will get the victory here. We've seen them against uh, most of their opponents where they've gotten wins. They've won by double digits. Eight and a half is a lot of points, but I'm taking the chance. Next up, Washington Commanders at the New York Giants. The Giants have a lot of injuries. No lock. We see Daniel Jones, but I am taking the Giants plus one and a half. They really impressed me last week with their scrappy play <coughs> against the Bills, and I think they can get it done against the Commanders. Next up, the Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is really a battle for the top of the NFC South. I'm taking the Buccaneers minus two and a half. I'm not sure I'm trusting Desmond Ritter, especially with his 0-4 road record. Next up, the Detroit Lions at the Baltimore Ravens. I love me the Lions. I took the Lions in straight up wins, so I'm taking the Lions plus the three and a half points. I think even if they end up falling, it'll be within a field goal, so I feel pretty good about that one. Next up, the afternoon window games, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Rams. I'm taking the Rams minus three and a half. I know they're minus their best running backs, but they still have Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. I like what that Rams team has done, and I'm not sold that the Steelers have enough offense to keep up. Next up, the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks minus seven and a half. The Cardinals are really struggling. Uh Probably the toughest game for me, the Green Bay Packers at the Denver Broncos. My head tells me I should be taking the pra the Packers, but I went with my heart and did the Broncos plus one and a half. They are home underdogs, but this might be the week that they get it turned around. One can only hope. Uh, was my game of the afternoon, Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs minus five and a half. I think Kansas City's on a roll and they keep that up. Game of the week, Miami Dolphins at the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles minus one and a half. I think they get a close, tough, hard-fought victory at home. And in the big matchup on Monday night, 49ers at the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings plus seven and a half. I think the 49ers will win the game, but I think the Vikings will keep it a little bit closer, especially with the 49ers dealing with some injuries. I think it's a three or a four-point game. So that is my weekly picks against the spread. Now, before I get out of here, I'm going to end with a little bit of movie corner. Cool. <laughs> 
One of the most highly anticipated films of the year dropped in theaters on Friday, and that is The Killers of the Flower Moon from director Martin Scorsese with a cast that features Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, and Lily Gladstone. This is based on a true story and the book by David Gann. It's three hours and 26 minutes. It's also a very difficult story, so I understand it is not for everyone. Uh, but I thought it was really well made. Um, I thought it was very compelling, and I think it's a story that uh, people probably need to hear and learn about, especially since uh, you know some of the some of the facts and the truth of that and that era uh, have not always been made widely known. That is a big point that the film hits on at the end. Uh, Eric and I will be talking about that tonight on this week at the movies, and we will be looking at other collaborations between Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese. So that'll be a little bit of fun. So you can come and check that out tonight. Otherwise, I hope you guys have a great week seven of the NFL season. Enjoy, uh, strong slate even if there's not a ton of games there's a lot of interesting ones so have a great sunday when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.